0: Going Linux, episode 347, Using the Terminal. Welcome to the Going Linux podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy.
1: And I'm your co-host, Bill.
0: Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in Going Linux.
1: We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done.
0: In today's episode, using the Linux terminal. Hey, Bell.
1: Hello, Larry. Good morning. We're back to our old recording day.
0: Yes, we are. <laughs> and uh, there's a long, interesting story behind it that we won't bore our listeners with. No, but, uh... but just
1: need to say, we're <laughs> back to our recording schedule. We're not playing hopscotch like we were, so... This one I'm looking forward to using the terminal because that's not everybody that starts out with with Linux including myself is kind of intimidated by the terminal but it's once you get some of the basic commands down then and this you know start learning some of the commands it is incredibly useful.
0: Yeah, absolutely and uh it's it's a lot easier than most people think going into it and yeah,
1: I end up using right. it more now than I ever did just because a lot of times, it's two or three commands, and it's done, and it's so much faster than using the, uh, uh, a graphical user interface. I know that sounds weird, but a lot of times, it's like uh, one command, enter what you want to do, and it's done instantly. Yeah. In our last user experience episode, we read Ken's contribution on package managers. Much of what we talked about was done via the terminal We thought we'd cover some of the basics of the terminal for those new to using it.
0: Okay, so whether you call it mate terminal, if you're using the MATE desktop or GNOME terminal, if you're using GNOME or simply terminal or something else, the terminal application provides access to the powerful Linux command line and interprets and executes the commands that you type at the command line prompt. You don't need to know how to use the command line to use today's modern Linux distributions, but understanding the basics can help you to simplify some tasks with single line commands, automating repetitive tasks with simple scripts, and using additional features not available in graphical versions of applications.
1: Although the terminal can be used to launch graphical applications by simply typing the name of the application and pressing the enter key, you normally use it to run applications that are not designed to be run as graphical applications. These text-based applications, known as command line programs, can be used to create scripts and other programs, get and install additional software from the software catalog, check the status of your computer's hardware, and installed software. And many, many other things. In fact, years before the graphical applications were made popular for computing, computer users checked email, communicated with other computers, shared files, photos, and programs, and even browsed early versions of the internet from a terminal application. Very similar to this terminal.
0: Yep, and… You know, how to use the terminal and command line programs is a topic that's been explored in many books. So we won't go into the detail here. One popular and excellent book on this topic is The Linux Command Line, A Complete Introduction by William E. Schatz Jr. And we'll have a link to Amazon where you can purchase that book if you like. And I've seen it at bookstores as well. If you are using Ubuntu Mate, another source of information on using the terminal is the MATE terminal manual contained within within the MATE desktop user's guide. And you can get to that user's guide directly when you have the MATE terminal open and you just press the F1 key on the keyboard and that opens the manual uh, right at the place that you want to go, which is the topic about the terminal. And in most Linux applications that works as well, whether it's mate or something else you're using, pressing F1 with the terminal open, gets you to the user's guide.
1: Here's an example of how you might use the terminal. Let's say you want to install applications using the command line as an example on how to use the command line. Let's look at apt application it is a powerful command line tool which can be used to install new software packages, upgrade existing software packages, update the package list index, and even upgrade the entire system. It's good practice to ensure that you have the latest changes made in the Ubuntu software repositories before installing software. The app command can be used to update the index of the available software packages that are on your computer. To do this, type the following in the terminal window sudo apt update. Note when you use sudo, you are telling Ubuntu that you need to run the command line as an administrator. So for security purposes, you will be asked for your password the first time you use sudo in a terminal session.
0: Right. And if you are using a distribution other than Ubuntu Mate or an Ubuntu derivative, you may need to use sudo apt dash get update or Pseudo yum update or sudo yast update or something like that.
1: Yeah, yast is mainly used, I think, in Open, s- OpenSUSE. Yep, exactly.
0: Note as well that you what you type in the terminal is case sensitive. So install with a capital I is not the same as install with a lowercase i. And as far as the terminal is concerned, those are two very different words. And for the most part, Unless specified otherwise, everything in the terminal is done with lowercase. Installing software using the apt tool is quite simple, provided that you know the name of the application and provided that it is available in the software catalog. For example, to install the audio recording and editing application that we use here on the Going Linux podcast named Audacity, you type the following into the terminal window at the command prompt to install audacity, sudo apt install audacity. And all of that is lowercase to uninstall or remove an application. It's just as easy to remove the audacity application. Once installed, you type sudo apt remove audacity. You can also add the dash dash purge option to the apt remove, and that will remove the package configuration files as well. This may or may not do what you want, so use it with caution. And here's how that looks using the example. Sudo apt remove dash dash purge audacity. Over time, updated versions of package currently installed on your computer may become available from the package repositories. So, to use the command line to upgrade the applications on your system, first update the package index by typing sudo apt update. And when the command is finished, type the following to complete the upgrade. sudo apt upgrade. Pretty simple.
1: Here is another example of how you might run an application from the terminal. If you want to display your system info, you can use the command LSHW. A graphical tool is great for a nicely formatted overview of your system, but with a terminal and a few commands, you can really dig under the hood of your Ubuntu Mate computer's hardware. You can also use the command line to reveal additional information stored in text files on your hard drive. Type the list hardware command or lshw at the command line without any switches or options to get a very detailed list. It needs to run as root administrator so you'll need to type sudo in front of the command. This command generates seems to run on forever and is a little difficult to follow when it is simply displaying in terminal. The command I listed below runs lshw with the dash html option to create an html file. Open it in a browser and you have a nice web page with all your hardware specs. The command looks like this, sudo lshw dash html greater sign my dot html
0: if you want to display your system information in a little different format you can use the inxi command and this is possibly the easiest command to use in the terminal to get a full listing of your computer's configuration in a format that's easy to read in the terminal you would type inxi space dash capital F. That will give you a very brief listing of your computer specifications. If you want a more verbose set of information, more detail, you can add Xs after the F. Uh, In fact, if you type INXI dash capital F, lowercase r, lowercase m, and then two lowercase x's, so it's I-N-X-I dash capital rmxx. you'll get a very long listing of your (laughs) details. And in fact, you can add more x's. I think you can add up to three or four x's on on that uh, for more and more detail. Uh, Or you can just type I-N-X-I without any dashes, switches, options, uh, and that'll give you the very, very briefest of information about your system hardware. Of course, you have to have inxi installed if it's not provided out of by default in your Linux distribution. So you could always use sudo apt install inxi, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you know the things we've talked about yeah. so far. And we've been talking about uh, you know some
1: commands that are very uh, Useful for the running the system, but mm-hmm. I cannot remember the command. I know it's very simple. Uh, most uh, Linux systems have if you type what is it uh, joke or something, it will generate a random joke for you or something like that. I cannot remember.
0: Oh that. really? Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. And there, there's a command. I'll have to see if I can find it now. Our next recording, I'll tell you tell what it is. But it's it's kind of funny. It's like when they put when they the Coders do it. They put little, what I like to call Easter eggs in there, just for little entertainment uh, uh, purposes. I know there's a command that will display a uh, a text cow. I think it's mm-hmm. uh, moo or something. But there's right. there's really uh, fun little uh, things. So it's not all work. I mean, you can do it. You could. You, sometimes you just want to play with it and see what they what they've hidden in there for uh, entertainment purposes. But the command line is not something to be afraid of. It's it's incredibly useful, and it, and you'll find that there are some commands that you will hardly ever use, and others like `inxi` you'll use a lot, and you'll use `sudo`. And if you're running a Debian-based system, it will be you'll use the `apt-get` or `sudo apt-get update`. Um, to give you an example. If you want to upgrade your distribution, you can use sudo apt-get dist upgrade, or you can do it through the graphical user interface, and uh, and it you have to click a few more buttons. This is basically one command or one or two commands, and you're just sometimes it's quicker, um, and so it's worth you know at least looking into it. Some people might like just the uh, the convenience of typing one command and getting everything they need uh and mm-hmm. you, you, like i said using command line now is not as prevalent as it was when linux first came out cuz you know graphical universe, user interfaces have come a long way but sometimes it just drop into your terminal type the one command you need and just keep going so anyway
0: right yeah so for example if you were let's say using ubuntu mate uh-huh. because that's what I that's what I use and I have those <laughs> everything in front of me um, <laughs> in in order to find out if a program let's say audacity is available in the repositories you could go to the software boutique which mm-hmm. is in the menu so you would go to menu and then uh, administration I think it is and then software boutique and then you would click on the tab that says, you know, that allows you to search this little magnifying glass. And then you type in the word audacity and then you let it run and it tells you whether it's available or not. And if it's not available there, then you've got to go and you've got to install something like the synaptic package manager to get the full list of packages available. And then you have to go to its search window and then type in audacity and then hit search. And then it'll tell you whether you know whether it's there or not. In the command line, all you have to do is type sudo apt list audacity, and it tells you if it's available. It tells you which version is available, uh, and it tells you whether or not you've installed it. Um, and hmm. that works for any program at all. So if it's not available, it's going to give you message to tell you that but if it is available it'll give you the name of the package and what version is available and whether it's installed or not if it's installed it'll say installed in square brackets if it's not it will simply not say anything after what it types out for you so you know one command saves you a lot of clicks in that case and that's just to find out if there's a package available there's a lot more you can do in the command line
1: so, give it a give command. Don't be scared of the command line. Give it a try, and uh, uh, there's lots of helpful things uh, and lists on the internet. That, and so, I encourage you, with caution, of course, to try out some of the more uh, uh, common ones and see how you like it.
0: Right. And one thing that I'd like to add here is that if you're not sure what a command does, if you type the word "man" as in the first three letters of the word manual and then a space and then the name of the command, it's going to give you the help screen or the manual for that particular command. So you can read what it is, what it does, how you use it, everything else.
1: Oh, you so All from the command line. So you mean they actually built in a complete help manual for the system?
0: Uh, yeah, that's craziness. <laughs> that's just craziness.
1: So, yeah! wow, that, that
0: stuff's been around since they first invented Unix. So yeah, it's, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's been around a long time
1: now. Uh, we, I want to, yeah, they have a, a command system, uh, a, excuse me, a help system in place for almost everything in the Linux system. So if you're kind of want to know how the a command works, you can type man, then the command name, and it should pull up a man page and kind of give you some examples. With that being said, sometimes you have to read the manual page a few times because you got to remember, Else, well, some of these were written by programmers, and it might take you a few minutes to understand what they're trying to tell you. But usually they're pretty straightforward. They're usually an example that you can use to kind of say, ah, so I need to put this in front of it or whatever. Um, yeah. That's very helpful, but sometimes they're a little intimidating to look at. When I first look at my First Man page, I'm like, oh, my God goodness how am I supposed to understand this but after you start reading it you, they're written very clear and that's one of the benefits of having so many many people looking at uh, different aspects of Linux there's some people that uh, just contribute to the documentation and they say well you know that's not really clear let's update this so it makes more sense and right. so if you do get stuck on a command or you, or you want to learn, uh, learn what it does, or it's not working, you're having trouble understanding a man page. Uh, the there's uh, great forums out there. Things say, go to and say, "Hey guys, I'm trying to learn some commands. This is one that's giving me trouble. Can anybody help me with it?" And I almost guarantee you that you'll have a lot of people go, "Good job, you know, etc." But this is how you use it. They're not going to laugh at you, you know, because everybody starts from somewhere. And usually, if you're making an effort, you know, a problem or a question, Linux users typically are very, very uh, understanding and they're very helpful.
0: Yep. And back on those man pages for a second, I find that the best ones are the ones that have one or two or more examples that you can follow. Yeah. And if you really are looking for some help in book form, that book by Shots that I mentioned at the beginning, uh, and we'll have a link again in the show notes. That is very good. It walks you through some examples that you can try on your own, and it explains things in a nice, clear fashion. So uh, lots lots of good stuff there.
1: I might have to pick that book up for myself.
0: There you go. All right. Okay. Um, Yeah, and I think, Bill, that pretty much covers our introduction at least to the terminal
1: yes and um maybe uh we can start working on a little bit more advanced one uh, there's a couple subjects uh that i'd like to cover using the command line so maybe we'll look into that so yeah i think that pretty much wraps up the introduction i know it was kind of light on commands but we didn't want to throw 52 uh examples at at you. So these are some ones that can kind of get your feet wet and wet your appetite and then go out there and become terminal gods.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> my objective here was to have an introductory episode that was not too heavy so that folks could get the idea that using the command line, using a terminal, is not as intimidating as, well, it may be intimidating, but it's not as difficult as you might think,
1: yes, if you make a mistake, uh, it's not going to blow up the world. So you're fine.
0: It's not. No. Oh. Oh,
1: okay. No, I, it's I, not. I, okay. I took that, I, t- <laughs> I took that option out.
0: Oh, all right. Well, I'm glad you did. Okay. Well, for our listeners who are still listening at this point, our next episode will be listener feedback. And until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
1: And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast Google Plus community.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening. 73. The music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.